It's Friday, March 1st, 2024, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society. And here with me, uh, coming up on the anti-penultimate episode of this award season 2023 series, it's my co-host. She's been here this whole time. Uh... Except for that one episode where she recorded like half of it and then went to sleep. Then Matt Carrion came in and hosted, guest hosted the rest of it. Except Why for that you one bring time. That up, man? Just to be factual about it. I mean, you mean you weren't here for the whole thing. You were here for most of it, like like eighty five percent of it, I think. Um, eighty five. It's way more than eighty five. No, I mean if if you can't, okay. Think think about it. I think this is the the twelfth episode of this. Um. You skipped half of one. Uh, do, do that math. Maybe 90%. 90, 95? Is that better? Eh, I like the sound of that better, I guess. That's yeah. Why we got to qualify it. I mean, I, I've been on every episode. You've been on... Yes, actually, yeah. You've been on every episode. But uh, percentage-wise, you weren't <laughs> here the entire time. Uh, it's Siobhan Irving. Hello, Siobhan. What's up, Marcelo? Thanks hey. for having me back. I hope to maybe make it through this entire episode. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Honestly, uh, if, uh, this could be the episode where uh, I just I just leave. Get Matt Curion on the line. Uh, have have you and him do uh, English patient? How about that? Huh? I'm sure he loves the English, English patient. Patient. He actually hasn't seen it, or he's only seen parts. Oh, talk to him about it. Interesting. Oh, well, did you record it? Did you record that conversation? We did not record that. No, it was a very small dis- uh, Twitter message. What's the point of having a conversation about a movie and not, re- not uh, having it on audio, on an audio recording? Um, able to release it for other people. Exactly. Yeah. For other people to listen. Sensibly. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, hey. Other people. This is the Talk Film Society podcast. Uh, uh, Siobhan and I like movies. Uh, I, I tricked Siobhan into talking about the Oscars for several months now, uh, since December. <laughs> and and I, I, I'll be up front. Um, I am on little sleep. Uh, it's not that I have. It's not that I've been having sleeping problems. I've just I just woke up early this morning. And uh, uh, for reasons, and I just watched the movie of the week this week, uh, English Patient, at like um, six a.m. in the morning. And since then, I've watched Great. three other movies. That'll wake you up. That's, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's a cup of coffee. Right Actually, I was, I was, I, I had to have a cup of coffee. I, I, I made a cup of coffee. I watched the English Patient at six a.m. and I made it. I, I, I struggled. Hey. Uh, oh yeah, but by the way, yeah, the um, movie of the week. Uh, each 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 week we uh, do a category. Uh, uh, sometimes we do two. This uh, this week we're doing two. We're doing best picture and best director. And the movie we decided on is The English Patient. Um, uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but sneak preview to that conversation. Uh, I made it through The English Patient, all two hours and forty minutes of it. Um. And and uh, I saw three other movies today. Uh, I think two of which I'll talk about later. Um, uh, still, my fourth favorite movie of the day: English Patient. After seeing four <laughs> movies, <laughs> so um, oh, actually, you know what? No, I liked I like Drive Away Dolls better than the English Patient. I had more fun at, at Drive Away Dolls. 
Um, sorry, English patient. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, all right. So I think we can move on uh, to the news. Uh, you get up and you uh, get up to anything over the weekend, Siobhan? We're, we're, we're recording on Monday, uh, February 26th, a few days Marcel, before. What are you doing? Did what? I get up to anything? Is that the news? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just curious. Did you get up to anything uh, over the weekend? Sure, I went to a friend's birthday party at a restaurant. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen him for a long time. It was nice. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, what'd you have? I had the herb encrusted salmon. Ooh, how's that? <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, it was very good. Are you a fan of salmon? Nice place. I'm a I'm a fish fish fanatic. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. How do you feel about shrimp? How do I? I like shrimp, Marcelo. I like shrimp as much as anything else. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm just. I, just, I want your opinion on some seafood. Uh, uh, how, how, do you, how do you feel about oysters? I know that's divisive. Uh, oysters to uh, hmm, uh, getting out of the shell is a little rough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you have a least favorite seafood? Hate to say that you might have already nailed it, but I, I don't. I don't like that. Oh, you don't uh, like oysters. oysters? Oh, oysters is is, is the bottom is on the bottom of your list. Interesting. It might be interesting. Yeah. Well, that's the news. We we can go forward. Uh, what have we been watching? I'm joking. Jesus Christ. Three awards ceremonies happened this weekend. Three. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Count that again. How many? One, two, three. Three, three? awards ceremonies happened this weekend. I don't even know what they are. You don't. So my Except next question. For well, two of them. Well, yeah. Well, well. well Tell me the two you know. I know the Independent Spirit Awards happened. Yeah? You you, you want to try that again? <laughs> I knew the end of the Independent Spirit Awards happened. Uh-huh. And uh, the the Screen Actors Guild Awards happened. Yes. Uh, add to that the Producers Guild Awards. Producers, the Pijas. The Pijas. Uh, the SAG Awards happened on Saturday, and the Indies... And the producers happened on Sunday. Uh, did you happen to see either the SAGs or the Indies, Siobhan? Uh, I did not get to witness either. No, I was too busy eating salmon at a restaurant. <laughs> Wait, the whole weekend? Saturday and whole Sunday? Weekend. Okay. <laughs> Had my time tied up, yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched some of, or about half of, the indie spirit awards i did not see the screen actors guild awards the 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 sag awards now are uh on netflix uh, they're live streamed on netflix i don't have netflix so i did not watch them live uh, but i saw some clips afterwards uh the indie spirits they were streaming on youtube i did see half of those on youtube but i, I don't even know if they even televised the producers guild awards so i just saw clips of that like from somebody's phone um, some 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 LA critic was zooming in on uh, Kenneth Branagh's beard in the audience. I forget who was tweeting that that video out, but that's uh, I saw that in some other clip. I saw Chris Nolan accept the 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 the, the win for the PGA. Uh, uh, surprise! Oppenheimer won the Producer Good Award. Siobhan, does that surprise you? No, it doesn't. Okay, nothing could surprise me at this point. <laughs> that's what makes this. That's what makes the show great. No surprises. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, Screen Actors Guild. 
let's go through some of those. Uh, did you see any clips, Siobhan? Did you see any, 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 uh, see the list of winners or anything? The list of winners. No, I, I purposefully did not look at any of any of this stuff because I wanted you to tell me here. Okay, cool. Yeah, so let's go through it. The Screen Actors Guild Awards. The 30th. That big Ensemble Award. The 30th Annual. Uh, yeah, so. I, dude, I, I saw that. That surprised me. They've only been doing this for 30, 30 annual years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do we care about uh, the TV stuff? No. Okay, we can skip the TV stuff. Uh, let's go straight to the film. All right, let's start with uh, best supporting role by a male actor. Gotta preface that: male actor, man, a man, men, people so- who protrude testosterone <laughs> through the screen. Uh, so, Robert Downey Jr. won. That's no surprise. Robert Downey Jr. is cleaning up. Um, best supporting. Female actor. Take a wild guess who won. Uh, take a wild guess at who won the female actor. Yeah. And the actor goes to uh, Lily Gladstone. <laughs> Not no. Well, yeah. Hey, you're being uh, you're being catty, Siobhan. Being Am catty. I not? Well, you, you, we're talking supporting female actor. Support and the actor goes to supporting actor. Divine Joy Randolph. Yep, you're right. Great. Uh, I, I thought you were making a joke because people were I was like, not. I thought I was doing actors. Category fraud. Category fraud. No, hey, no, no. Those, 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 those people can go fuck a shit, all right? I, I don't... Yeah, we've done this before. We've had this discussion before. Gladstone should be a lead actor. Female. Uh, guess who won? Best performance... By a female actor in the leading role. Guess who won that? Lily Gladstone. You're right. Lily Gladstone won the SAG Award. The, the, this one's kind of um, up in the air. We, 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 I think we said even last week that it was a tight race between Emma Stone and uh, uh, Lily Gladstone. Um, but hey, Gladstone picked up the SAG. So uh, leaning towards her, I think, at this point when it comes to the Oscar race. Um and also, I think the Oscar voting is will uh, will have ended by the time this episode comes out. But I think it ends this Tuesday, so it's 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 crucial that these three ceremonies happen this weekend because this is the last full weekend before the the voting closes for the Oscars. Speaking of a tight race, guess who won the male actor in a leading role? Mm, I think tight is the is the <laughs> okay. word there, Marcelo. Okay. You're you're trying to lead me towards Killian. Yep. The tight yeah. actor, Killian Murphy, <laughs> did win uh, lead actor. And uh, we, we said this last episode, too. Seemingly a tight race between Killian Murphy and Paul Giamatti, but Killian... He got 80% of the vote. <laughs> he got 80%, 80% of the vote? Uh, it, and this is the only category they, they told us on stage. They go, 80% of people vote for Killian Murphy. <laughs> uh, which is weird. Um, but yeah, okay, and then th- those were the four acting uh, categories, and now for the Outstanding Performance by Cast in Motion Picture, the Ensemble Award, uh, the nominees were Killers of the Flower Moon, Color Purple, Barbie, American Fiction, and of course the winner, let's say it together, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. 
Congratulations to Casey Affleck, Emily Blunt, Kenneth Branagh, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Josh Hartnett, Rami Malek, Killian Murphy, and Florence Pugh. Yeah, oh, oh, I forgot about this one. I should have said this one earlier. Outstanding performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture. The nominees were John Wick, Chapter 4, Indiana Jones, and The Dial of Destiny, Gardens of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Barbie, and the winner, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Wow. Yeah. Tom See, Cruise it's... one? Because he's like the stunt guy, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's actually a good question. I don't know who would win that. Uh, like who, who went up there and... I mean, did they even like present it at the actual awards? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, are some people allowed to sit next to actors at award shows? <laughs> Can they even be in the same building? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they they were like an, at, at, at a, like a satellite location. It's like they were <laughs> in like Nevada or something. But those are the sags. Uh, when it comes to the race, this feels like it's all a lock. There could be a surprise. I heard people theorize. Maybe maybe uh, 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 Huller might win Best Actress, you know, kind of sneaking in there, and uh, uh, and um, you know it'd be a big surprise. But I don't know. I my gut says those four actors. I I I think those are gonna be the Oscar winners. I I, I don't know how you feel, Siobhan, I, I, I but it's it's it seems like a lock. I think it's a good thing we're not doing any more categories after this because this next two weeks is just. We already know. Why even have the Oscars at this point? Am I right? I know. I know. Yeah. They should, exactly. they should just release like a list like they used to do. Or like have a guy come out, read it. Yeah. Just one like, one guy. Just, one, uh, just a random guy, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So those are the SAG Awards. No big surprises. The Indie Spirit Awards. All okay. right. I did okay. watch I did watch half of this. Uh, hosted by... Uh yeah uh I'll, let me let me get into it uh uh it a uh, fun show hosted by uh Ad Bryant um uh, I I think she has some good jokes I laughed a few times uh there's a clip uh going around this morning of her uh uh, uh kind of um referencing the uh, Golden Globes hosting debacle. Uh, she's like, uh, did, did, did you see this clip, Siobhan, of Bryant uh, doing this? No, I haven't seen anything. So, so, so let me do my best. Uh, um, uh, I'm not going to do an impression. I'm just going to just, just sort of recreate it for you. Okay, she goes, oh, you know what hosts like to do? They like to roast celebrities. Who's going to get the roast? Oh, who's who's in the room? Let me see. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Uh, 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 for May, December. Hey, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And then she did that for like three other actors. <laughs> I forget who else. Um, uh, uh, yeah, but that's a good bit. Um, and I cannot go on any further without discussing this because this is uh, uh, something not to be ignored. About thirty minutes into the show, um, oh, I, I guess I'm to finish my thought. Like, it cannot be ignored. Uh, people who were there ignored it. Uh, I think a few people did mention it as it was happening, but I cannot ignore it. 30 minutes into the ceremony, uh, the, well, the uh, Indie Spirit Awards are presented on the beach in, in LA in a giant tent. I think they do that every year. Um, so there were protesters across the street from the tent. I think they were just like a group of like five people 
and somebody had a um, speaker, um, uh, like a handheld speaker, loud enough where the um, ceasefire Free Palestine chants uh, could be heard uh, through the tent as you're watching the Indie Spirit Awards, as one would watch the Indie Spirit Awards. Like people Good. watching could hear it, people there obviously could hear it. The first person uh, who made a mention of it was Jim Gaffigan, but he made a joke about it, like just kind of like tossing it aside. Um, uh, I forget who exactly, you know, actually like called it out and said good. Uh, I should have the information, but I don't. But for the most part, the the the, the it was there's people not people trying to ignore it, or if they make reference to it, just make fun of it. But yeah, it's it's undeniable that it was happening. Uh, I say I, I say good for the protesters. They, you know, mission accomplished. Um, but yeah, weird vibe through the night or through the day because the, 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 this award ceremony notoriously takes place in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, so that had to be said. Ceremony itself, yeah, fun. It's the Indie Spirit Awards, so some of these movies I just had no no awareness of. They're very small movies, some of these. But you got May, December, one best screenplay. Uh, you got Anatomy of a Fall, one for best international film. Uh, you got Divine Jordan Randolph, best supporting performance. Jeffrey Wright, best lead performance. Best director, Celine Song, Past Lives, and best feature, Past Lives. So, yeah. uh, some love for the smaller movies. Uh, like Past Lives, uh, American Fiction won Best Screenplay. May December won, uh, won Best First Screenplay. I should clarify that. But yeah, oh, how to blow up, uh, this might interest you, Siobhan. How to Blow Up a Pipeline won Best Editing. Cool. Yeah. Glad to see that getting any recognition anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you won't like this. Good. Best Cinematography the Holdovers won. Oh, fantastic. They, yeah. they figured out a way to make their movie look like shit. <laughs> good job guys so yeah those were the indie spirit awards i think that's all that needs to be said uh if you want to l- read the rest of the uh winners please go do so listeners um uh, but i will say the the most significant thing that happened was that protest so uh we'll see what happens at the oscars if anybody will be brave enough to say anything about uh, uh palestine uh i'm betting they won't uh f- and we talked about the producers guild awards uh, Oppenheimer won the end a busy weekend for award ceremonies Siobhan any thoughts uh, crazy stuff crazy I mean come on this one thing we we can agree on some crazy shit happening at that uh, you know during this award season right up there in Hollywood land um, you know I think I think we I think we're ready to move on I, th- I think we're ready to, to, to go to our next segment. Are, are you ready, Siobhan? Are you buckled in? Uh, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> you think you're done? <laughs> I, th- I think I think I'm done with that with that news. <laughs> oh, I thought you made, you think you're done. You're gonna push the red button. You the, the, <laughs> I th- is this gonna be one? Because uh, I, I, I I I you know uh, loyal listeners will know that uh, both of us have. Uh, the right to stop an episode at any time. <laughs> so so that's that Siobhan was was saying, okay, I'm done. And just ending the episode 30 minutes in. 
No, I'm done with the news. Uh, oh, I saw Ryan Gosling was supposed to perform I Am Just Ken. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's news. Yeah, that's, thank you, Siobhan. Nice, yeah, right? yeah, Ryan Gosling will, 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 will perform I'm Just Ken at the Oscars. Yep. <sighs> Great. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Next segment. Hey, what is it that we have been watching? Oh, boy. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go? What is it that first? we have been watching? What is it that we have been watching? I feel I feel like I went first last time. I think so. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't remember. That, what is it that me have been watching? Siobhan, what is it that Siobhan has been watching? Uh, last week. Previously. On Previously on. The Talk from Society podcast. Where do I start? I watched... Uh, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving slasher movie uh, themed around Thanksgiving. So so this has happened to you last week in your life, not last week on the show. I thought you were ramping up to something. No, last week. I watched, in your life. This, in this last week, I watched... Previously in Siobhan's life. Thanksgiving. What'd you think of that? Thanksgiving? I, I, I remember liking it. I, it's, yeah, I liked it. Uh, uh, Eli Roth is whatever. Uh, piece of shit, sure. Um, but the movie's entertaining. Uh, it's got some good kills. Zionist, certainly. But yeah, I. Uh, it's good, good gore, good, really good. Good gore. Yeah. yeah. What is this? The year two thousand. Hey. Good gore. Uh, speaking of the year two thousand, uh, here's a movie that was made just before that in nineteen ninety eight. Uh, it stars Denzel Washington. It's called The Siege. Um, oh. When I was watching this, I thought for sure this movie had to have been made post 9-11, and I was wrong. So that just makes it uh, slightly more, or even more, uh, it's it's more, it's jingoism and racism even more uh, appalling. Uh, the Siege, uh, bad movie. The Fugitive, thriller, what a thriller. They call The Fugitive a thriller, and they do, do that for good reason, it's a thriller. Uh, speaking of Oscars... Big Oscar contender, The Fugitive, and BP winner. nominee, right? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Best picture, uh, here. Uh, best sound effects, nominated. Best sound, nominated. Best original score, nominated. Film editing, nominated. Cinematography, nominated. Best picture, nominated. It won one Oscar. You guessed it. Tommy Lee Jones, supporting actor. Wow! Did you not know that? I did not know that. No, I, I knew it, I knew it was like an Oscar movie, but I did I didn't know to that extent. No. Yeah, I I think people tend to forget that because it stands on its own as like a great thriller, as some would call it. You just did. So talk about the fugitive. Uh, what a thriller! <laughs> okay, uh, the, a game of cat and mouse. Uh... <sighs> <laughs> No, it was very exciting. It's very a really well made exciting thriller. Marcelo. <laughs> it is. Uh it it it, it, you know, it it it's it's a great movie. It is. It's a great um, movie. It's a great movie. Do <laughs> <Okay>. you like that? <laughs> What the movie or what you just said? Or was that that act that that answer not good enough for you? No, the answer's good. I don't know why. Uh, I, it's hey, it's late. I haven't had enough sleep. 
So I'm just losing my mind. Uh, okay. I haven't either. Have you uh, watched this before? Was I? this your first time watching it? This was a first time watch. All Ooh. these first time watches. Wow. Okay. So the fugitive, that's a thumbs up in your book. Big thumbs up. One more question. Oh. One more question. Um, how much of the fugitive, like, did you already know about like watching the movie where you're like, Oh, I know that reference. Like, did you say that a lot? Is that, I mean, uh, no, no. Cause I know that, uh, the fugitive was parodied a lot in the nineties. The Simpsons. I think did I parody. knew that he was just like a guy that got accused of killing his wife. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's about all I knew. Like even like who did it or whatever. I was like, oh, maybe Tommy Lee Jones is behind it. I don't know. Oh, that that would have been a twist, but yeah, I, it, you know, uh, it's based off of a, a, an old TV show. Uh, the because in the nineties that was a big trend too. It's just hey, got the Brady Bunch, got Adam's Family, got the Fugitive. Uh, let's just make all these TV shows into a movie. And I I think I knew going in uh, because of uh, pop culture and all the parodies. I I, I knew it was the one arm man who did it. Right, I think that's what a lot of people knew back then. Uh, but nowadays, yeah, youngsters like you, Siobhan, have no idea. Have you, 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 all the touchstones are gone in society. Nobody talks about the fugitive. Seems like yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I didn't recognize anything. Yeah. So okay, but you liked it. Good. Uh, last week, Marcelo. Last week. Previously for this Siobhan's very life. show. Yeah. Previously nope. on Talk nope. From Society last, podcast. Yes, Talk Films. Uh, we uh, did the Silence of the Lambs. Yes. And I had seen previously Manhunter on my own, and I'd seen whatever the most recent Hannibal Rising movie is. But I had never seen Hannibal or Red Dragon. Ooh. I found access to Hannibal. Ah. And I watched Hannibal. Ooh. And I liked Hannibal. Ah. It's uh, definitely a different movie. Uh, it doesn't yeah. feel like they just tried to do Silence of the Lambs again, which I appreciate a lot. Uh, kind of creepy. We got that that amazing brain eating scene with yeah. Ray Liotta. I, I I dug it. It's a it's a good Ridley Scott horror thrillery kind of movie. It's good. Yeah, uh, uh, nice getting shots of uh, Florence. I like Florence, Italy a lot. Mm-hmm. That's the place that fascinates me. I'm glad you you, you sought it out because I think I, I I talked all about it last week. About the Hannibal series, and I mentioned yeah, yeah, Red Dragon. Oh, sorry, Hannibal. Yeah, we're worth a watch. An interesting, really, uh, Scott uh, joint. Um, and I, I, I do want you to see Red Dragon. That's interesting for other reasons. Um, I, I think it maybe it's my least favorite of the ones I've seen, Red Dragon, but still worth a watch. Uh, Hannibal, though. Yeah, I, I have my issues with Hannibal, but I'm, I'm kind of with you almost. I'm like, yeah. It's his own thing. Scott does his own thing. Um, it's just I, I I I have I mentioned I've I've read that book. I read Hannibal the book, and I think you you briefly mentioned that you read them all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess spoilers for Hannibal the book and the movie. Um, uh, at the end of Hannibal the movie, they changed the ending uh, to the book. In Hannibal the movie, uh, Clarice escapes. From Hannibal's clutches, Hannibal gets away. In the book, I, I don't know if you know this, uh, Siobhan, but uh, Hannibal Lecter drugs Clarice, 
to the point where she's just in love with him and they run away together and yeah yeah i I, I have heard about that yeah that i think that would have been hard to pull off weird choice change yeah (laughs) i'd say yeah the the i i prefer the ending of the movie because uh the ending of the book is weird okay i I thought you're i thought you're being like a purist here no 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 no. i that happened to julian (laughs) it's 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 not the ending that I wanted for Clarice, uh, the book ending. Uh, and, and also, I, I'll say this, the ending of the movie, I like it better, but it's also not not super satisfying to me. It has a weird ending, the movie. But anyway, it's to me, it's a weird movie overall, but enjoyable. It's enjoyable Ridley Scott horror film. So at least we got weird, that. Weird but enjoyable. Are you talking about the next movie I watched, Wonka? Oh, hey watched Wonka. Definitely weird, definitely enjoyable. Very weird, very enjoyable. Did you uh were you surprised when they started singing? Did you uh, were you fooled by the advertising? You're like, "What is this? Uh, I, a musical?" I had it I had it already known to me that it was a musical. Yeah. Um but uh is the music the music is kind of the worst thing about it. Like n- none of it stands out really to me at all. Um I like but, three songs. Okay. But the, like, it's not, it's not, it's not offensive. Like, it's, it's, it's completely fine. It's just like, I don't know, it doesn't feel that essential. I'm kind of surprised this, like this didn't get anything at the Oscars, did it? No. Yeah. We looked that up. I think last week, not a single nomination for Wonka. I'm surprised. And one of those original songs or like production or visual effects, something's so, like, it's, it's a very good looking movie. Yeah. In my summation. If you I think, were to ask me. Yeah, uh, Siobhan, uh, whatever question you were going to ask yourself, I'm asking you now. Answer it. Uh, costume design? Yeah, that's the question I was going to ask. What would you nominate for? Production design. Costume design or production design? Yeah. Production design. Oh, just production design? Well, if there's one thing, production design. Oh, fine. Uh, more than one thing. Costume design. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and is that it? Just costume design and production design? Sure, yeah. One of the songs. Well, it would be fun to see Timothy Chalamet sing at the Oscars. Why not? That'd be so much fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Folks. He's got a pretty flat voice. He's, he doesn't have the best voice. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'll talk about uh, uh, Chalamet later. But um, I, 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 I was expecting the worst. I said this on the show. I, I was expecting the worst, but. It was it was a, a fun little musical. I enjoyed a few of the songs. Um, can't say I'm probably gonna see it again. Maybe if I'm at home with my family and my niece and nephews, uh, I'll be like, "Hey, let's watch Wonka," and we'll we'll have a good time. So uh, it's good for what it is. Okay, and now Marcelo, before I send things off to you. I think we have to do one more edition of a beloved segment on this show. Oh my god. Is this what I think it is? Called Stonewatch. Ah! Stonewatch is back. Stonewatch, I baby! Watched, I watched the Oliver Stone picture, Salvador. Salvador? Alright. I watched Salvador starring James Woods and Belushi. <laughs> you don't know which one, though. I'm, I'm guessing it's James. Uh, Jim Belushi playing a character named Dr. Rock. 
the fuck? Okay, talk about this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like James Woods is like a piece of shit. Kind of goes on like a kind of like a Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas style journey from the U.S. when he, he's poor and stuff and can't make it there. He's a he's a photographer, and he decides to go down to Salvador, El Salvador, the country because uh everything's cheaper there the way money translates and uh also there is a civil war currently happening and him being a photographer he's going to capitalize on that take some pictures come back up so he brings a he scams his friend jim belushi to come along so it's like this weird buddy comedy road movie down to el salvador and he has this involvement with a girl who has two kids that live live there uh i don't know if they're his two kids or not i i don't remember it's okay it's it's fine uh, so soon soon after the the war kind of gets too much for him and he uh gets like really deep in the shit and kind of like on the front lines like photographing the war and him and his friend they have to like get the fuck out of there it's it's fine it's it's okay it's definitely got the it definitely feels like an oliver stone movie uh, very politically charged and whatnot. Um, but it's not his best. Like he got better at it. I don't know. It's it's fine. James Woods is fine. It's, it's fine. Uh, nominated for two Oscars, best uh, screenplay and best actor. James Woods nominated. Okay. Right. Interesting, right? That is. Okay. Uh, we can move on. Was that it? That's the end. Stone Watch is over. My movies are over. Stone Watch, Siobhan's movies over. All right, Siobhan. Good picks. Good picks. Good game. Good game. Uh, my turn. Uh, where do I start? Let's see. I want to highlight three movies. Uh, try to spend uh, uh, not so much time on this first one, folks. Go see Drive Away Dolls. Or uh, as as the uh, final credits uh, reveals, uh, the the name of this movie was changed. Originally, it was going to be called Drive Away Dykes. Uh, there's a funny gag at the end of the movie where uh, in, in in the closing credits, like there's a sign that says Drive Away Dolls, and then the dolls falls away, and, and it says Drive Away Dykes. So that that's a good gag. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> directed by Ethan Cohen. Uh, written by Ethan Cohen and uh, Trisha Cook, who is the spouse of Ethan Cohen. Uh, starring uh, Margaret Qualley and uh, Greladine Viswanathan. Uh, you may have seen her in Blockers. Um, but yeah, okay, those two leads, very good. Uh, I was kind of worried halfway through this, about 30 minutes in. Uh, 45 minutes in. It's a short movie, by the way. Uh, I'm like, hey, is this movie good? Is 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 a Cohen about to make a bad movie? And then it, it won me over. Uh, there's a twist that happens that I very much found amusing. Uh, again, the two leads are very, very fun together. Uh, overall, made me laugh. Uh, and for 84 minutes, I mean, it's, 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 it's worth your time. So um, if it's in theaters, go see it. Uh, uh, or just wait for for it to come on Peacock because I think it's a uh, a future Peacock movie. So that's Drive Away Dolls. Good, 
Good job, Cohen. Uh, next movie. I saw this just tonight. Problemista. Directed by Julio Torres. Starring Julio Torres and Tilda Swinton. Uh, this one's coming out in limited release uh, in the next week. And then wide release at the end of March. Uh, and it's premier- this this movie premiered a year ago at South by Southwest. And because of the writer's strike, I pushed back. It was going to be released in August, I think, of last year. Then I pushed back to March of this year. Uh, anyway, worth the wait. Good movie. I enjoyed myself. Uh, There's another movie where I was kind of worried in the beginning. It's like, is this movie going to be good? Is this a bad movie? Then it then it did win me over. I think Tilda Swinton is great. Uh, uh, Julio Torres. If you know anything about Julio Torres... If you're a fan of any of his work, then you can be a fan of this movie because there's a lot of him in it. Um, and it's something I connected to. It's 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 a it's an immigrant story. Um, uh, uh, Julio Torres plays uh, somebody who is trying to get a, a a work visa, and you know, in order for him not to get kicked out of the country, he has to. Uh, befriend and get Tilda Swinton's character to sign off on his visa to stay in the country. And Tilda Swinton's character is a is she's uh, she's the lead because uh, she she does a lot in the movie. Even though it is uh, uh, Julio Torres's character story, but Tilda Swinton, this is a Tilda Swinton movie. If you're a fan of Tilda Swinton, you gotta see this. Um, she plays a a a a, uh, a struggling art critic who tries to put on a show for her uh, husband's art with the help of Julio Torres' character. And, yeah. Uh, so much as I'll say. Go see it. If you're a fan of, again, Torres or Swinton, you must see Problemista. Coming soon. And the big one. The one everybody's going to be talking about for the next several weeks. It's, 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 the, it's, it's, it's like, hey, at parties you're going to be like, Hey, did you see the new Danny Villeneuve movie? Hey, Siobhan, <laughs> did you see the new Danny Villeneuve movie? Danny. Danny. Did you see <laughs> Danny's new film? Did you see Danny's new film? <laughs> you see uh, uh, Danny V's new film? D- did you see DD's D2? <laughs> DD's D Part 2, or Dune 2, or Tune, with a 2 replacing the D. Uh, yeah, I saw Dune Part 2 uh, this past Sunday. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out uh, March 1st. Um, so a lot, uh, maybe a lot of people will have seen it, but by the time they listen to this, uh, I'll just say, yeah, I'm going to be in the in the chorus of praise. It, yes, this is a great movie. Watch it on the big screen. If you liked Dune Part 1, you'll enjoy Dune Part 2. I like Dune Part 2 a little bit better than Part 1. Even though I think overall I have issues with these two Dune movies. And we talk about this on the commentary for Dune 1984, which is out now on Patreon. Actually, by the time this drops, uh, you can listen to me and Siobhan talk about Dune, uh, Dune uh, 1984, uh, directed by David Lynch. Um, I mean, listen, the the... The Denny's Dunes, they're good. They're Lord of Rings level, like, uh, you know, 
big, huge studio blockbusters done right. The craft, the, the cast, all of it, top notch. I said it on the commentary, I say it here. Sometimes I think, do I like the David Lynch Dune better than the Denis Dunes? I don't know. Uh, call me crazy. Having said all that, it's I, I don't know. I'll, I'll see Dune Part Two again. I did enjoy myself a lot. It is a, it's it's an amazing movie. So, uh, I, and I'm eager to see Part Three because not yeah, uh, uh, not to spoil anything. Uh, I mean, Denny said it in 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 interviews like he's already writing a part three he's going to adapt uh, uh dune messiah so this story will continue possibly if this does well at the box office and i'm sure it will so we'll see a part three and i'll 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 be first in line i'll 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 see part three i i do like what denny does in this world so that's dune part two that's my review i'm excited it's, i'm excited uh, I'm very excited to go yeah Again, if you liked part one, you'll enjoy part two, and you might even like it better. Uh, hey, uh, I mean, Siobhan, you haven't seen it yet, but do, uh, do you have any questions for me now that I've seen Dune part two? Uh, the way that the first one ended, does Dune two like pick up immediately right there? Yeah, As if it, it does. was the same story. Yeah. I I, yeah, and I, I'm happy I have you watched uh, Dune part one. Like the the you know two days before watching part two because yeah it picks up right after which I do I do appreciate and it doesn't it doesn't feel like they skipped a step you know it it, it could have been one of those things where I mean what's a what's an example like um uh oh well, I guess the, the the Chris Nolan Batman movies I mean you're like hey like what's where where did Katie Holmes go right there's, there's none of that it just it feels like the same production the same the, the cast is there it feels like they they're shooting this back to back which they didn't I th- there's like a whole year difference uh, uh, between productions i think um but yeah uh i i'm eager to like sit down at home and watch part one and part two back to back and kind of have that experience and how's austin austin is very good He's he's does another crazy voice, and I think he's he's a he's a good uh, adversary to uh, Timothy Chalamet. Did you did you cry seeing your hero Christopher Walken back up on the silver screen? (laughs) Uh, One thing I'll say about that is uh, before the movie started, I saw this in IMAX. By the way, the the biggest screen in town, Um, a packed house, sold out show. Uh, Great to see it with a crowd. Before the movie started, I heard some bros, a few rows behind me go, wouldn't it be funny if uh, Christopher Walken just did a New York accent, you know, in this movie? Cut to Christopher Walken doing a New York accent in Dune 2. <laughs> <laughs> and those two bros I could hear laughing in the background. Because, <laughs> hey, Christopher Walken, great. But uh, along with everybody else in this cast... They just do their own like voices. Like nobody's affecting like an English accent or anything. Christopher Walken is Christopher Walken. He's great, but he's like, you. T- I can't do a Christopher Walken. I'm not gonna do it. But he's good. But it's he's he's uh, he's, 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 he's he's like doing his uh, his classic like menacing Christopher Walken. Um, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to, to Timothy Chalamet. I, I it's not that I doubted him in this role, but in part two he does a lot more and. I think he is a great actor. I got to hand it to the guy. I think he's definitely growing past his baby face 
uh, 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 you know, era and becoming a, a, a uh, more grown up leading man. And this definitely pushes him to that. So, oh, one more shout out. I got to mention Javier Bardem. Um, it's, it's almost like uh, maybe the biggest difference between part one and part two it's just how much fun Javier Bardem is having in part two versus part one. Cause he's, he's kind of gloomy in part one, but in part two Bardem is having a ball and a lot of the funnier moments in the first half of the movie, uh, belong to him. So he's a highlight after talking about this movie. Now, you know, uh, thinking about it again, I definitely want to see it again. Uh, cause it's again, movies are back. Siobhan, the movies are back. Aren't you aren't you happy that the movies are back? I love that the movies are back. Movies are back. Uh, all right, that's it. That is what all I've been watching. Okay. Okay. Well, that was the fun. That 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 was the candy. That was the dessert. We now, our, now we got to take our medicine. We eat our candy and our stomachs hurt, and now we got to drink up of the cough syrup as yeah. much of it as we can guzzle. Mm-hmm. Much much like the the lead character in in this movie. We gotta take our medicine, and then take enough morphine to die at the end. That's right, the English patient. It's a movie of the week. So we needed a movie this week <laughs> yeah. that we, that we covered needed. best picture and best director. And since this movie had been had it had been a slight running joke on this series, along with uh, what's the other one? Uh, like I'd bring it up, a beautiful mind. Beautiful Mind, yeah. So it was either either this or Beautiful Mind, or we could have done Platoon, I guess, for Stonewatch. Um, I didn't think about that until too late. I, I suggested these because these were our three jokes, and uh, Marcelo chose from them the English patient to watch. Yes, yeah. Uh, blame me, why don't you? And we watched the English patient. Yeah. Uh, th- let's give our general thoughts on best picture, best director. It won nine Academy Awards. It won a lot of awards. We'll 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 get to that. So best picture, best uh, director. <laughs> um, let me th- start this, first. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I I I I quickly say this. Yes, I've heard this. N- not only be a gag on this show, but other shows I've done. Uh, TV Seinfeld, you know, uh, was making English patient jokes. You know, back when it was fresh and new. Um, th- this has been a punchline for years. I've not seen it. This was my first time watching it. Uh, I came in with just curiosity. I'm like, it can't be that boring, that bad. And to be honest, it wasn't. It 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 was it was maybe entertaining is not the right word. It was it was watchable. It was well crafted enough. Uh, Willem Dafoe's in it. I I, I like Willem Dafoe. Uh, oh, I mean, it, yeah, it's got very attractive people. Okay, it's got it's got uh, uh, Ray Fiennes, Juliette Binoche, Kristen Scott Thomas, uh, Naveen Andrews, a lot of hot people. A lot of them having sex, but it's also two hours and forty minutes, and I I got my issues. It's it's not great, and we'll talk about the Oscars of this year that came out and what it won over. But I think there's a reason why it's been a punchline all these years. 
Um, and also why nobody talks about it other than it being a punchline. Uh, and also if you look at the director, rest in peace, because he passed away. Um, I forget what year. I'll look it up. But uh, Anthony uh, Mangella, he passed away in 2008. Max Mangella's uh, father, by the way. Yes, uh, yes. The, the spiral killers. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, 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 he's he's the father of a jigsaw. Um, so th- this director, uh, he directed some amazing movies. Like right after he does English Patient, he does the talented Mr. Ripley, which I just watched a few weeks ago. I love that movie. It's like that movie should have won Best Picture. If if I had to choose of like like what movies of his that I've seen that I want to win Best Picture, uh, he also directed Cold Mountain, uh, which is uh, for my for my memory very good. But yeah, of course he didn't have like a long career because he did pass away uh, at fifty four. Um, so I, I I wish he lived longer and he, he, he could have done more movies. But English Patient, it's fine. It's fine Siobhan your thoughts I agree with you ultimately it's fine I did not really get swept away by the romance of it but like yeah. it's fine I, I it is a very good looking movie uh, I think it was paced very poorly though I yeah. I felt that two hours and 46 minutes uh, snail by as slowly as possible uh, wanting to check every five minutes, thinking it had been an hour. Uh, um, and like, really, that's my biggest problem with it. I don't know how you make a movie not feel so slow. But what I saw, you know, it's fine. It's good. It, it's it's not a bad movie. It's just so fucking slow. Uh, and also, yeah. I think I, I mentioned that like I wasn't really into the romance of it. I really wasn't. I think it was like very not romantic. The, well, the romance with Ray Fiennes and uh, yeah. that married woman. Like, I think that was not good. Yeah. Colin Firth getting cucked by uh, Didn't like that. Ray Fiennes. Didn't like that yeah. at all. No, I, you know, I, th- that's my biggest uh, gripe with it is they, it's, that's the central like story. Like that's what this whole movie revolves around. And there's a mystery around this, which I, I, I should read a synopsis. Like the mystery of it, I'm like by the end, I'm like that's it. It's like they, they're yeah. talking about like spies and like there's like somebody who turned on the uh, on uh, on the Allied side and Willem Dafoe lost his thumbs and he's like I'm gonna get this guy. He's like, are, are you the guy who took my thumbs? But then like the reveal is like so not worth the ramp up, not worth no. it at all, not at all. Like not in the in the slightest. So, yeah. Uh, let's go to the Oscars. Sure. All right. So the 69th Academy Awards. Nice. Uh, nice. The date March 24th, 1997. The host Billy Crystal. Uh, all right. First question, Siobhan. What film do you think won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? I think the English Patient won Best Picture. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. So the nominees for Best Picture, uh, English Patient won over Shine, Secrets and Lies, Jerry Maguire, and Fargo. 
Um, I'll just say I'll, hit, I'll say it here and now. Should have been Fargo. Uh, if if memory serves right, Siobhan, I don't think you're a big fan of Fargo. Is that right? Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Fargo. No. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any of these other movies? Have you seen Jerry Maguire? No, I haven't seen Jerry Maguire, and I have not heard of Shine or what's the other one? Secrets and Lies. I think I've heard that name, but no, I I don't know what those are. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. I'm I'm with you on all that you just said. I have not seen Jerry Maguire, and I have I I've heard about Secrets and Lies and Shine, kind of, but I kind of have no real. I'm not sure what they're about. So uh, f- uh, Fargo, that's my pick. Uh, best directing, uh, Anthony Mangella won. English Patient, he won over. Joel Cohen, Milos Forman uh, for The People vs. Larry Flint, uh, Mike Lay for Secrets and Lies, and Scott Hicks for Shine. Just Joel Cohen? Yeah, uh, th- 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 this was uh, back when they couldn't share uh, directing credit. And oh. I think Joel would be the director and Ethan would be the producer or writer. And then they switch or something. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so, th- so that's forward, why. forward, a simple 25 years, 20, 26 years, 27 years. And Daniel, the Daniels are up there co, co, co-accepting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, just go forward from this ten years, and you'll see Joe and Ethan Cohen win Best Director on stage, Siobhan. So that oh, that happened right. <laughs> for No Country for Old Men. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be that guy. Best Leading Actor, Jeffrey Rush, won for Shine. Uh, best Leading Actress, Frances McDormand. Fargo. Best Supporting Actor, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr., Jerry Maguire. <laughs> uh, Best Supporting Actress, hey, Juliet Binoche, The English Patient. Wow. Binoche, my favorite part of the movie, by the way. Have I Binoche. made that clear? She, Binoche. Binoche. I mean, speaking of Binoche, uh, previously on Talk Film Society, I just mentioned Binoche. Uh, 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 I thought she was great in The Taste of Things. So, uh, and she's only won one Oscar and is for, for this movie, English Patient. Uh, best screenplay, original, Fargo. So the Coens did win the screenplay. Oscar, uh, best adapted screenplay, Sling Blade, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, and let's see, going through the other big categories. Uh,. Let's see. I mean, a lot of it is English patient. Uh, best makeup than any professor. Best visual effects in Independence Day. Well, throw out, throw uh, out all the English patients. What do we got? What, what do we Yeah, let me open up all the English patients. It, okay, it won nine, nominated for 12. So 12 nominations, nine wins. Here we go. Strap in. Best sound, winner. Best score, winner. Best editing winner, best costume design winner, <laughs> Jesus, best cinematography winner, best art direction winner, best supporting actress winner, best director winner, best picture winner, best actor nominated Ray Fiennes, best actress nominated Kristen Scott Thomas, best original screenplay, no sorry, best adapted screenplay nominated 
So it lost three, one, nine. Jesus Christ. In the, in the Wikipedia page for The English Patient, uh, this paragraph is here. The film is referenced in the Seinfeld episode The English Patient, where the character Elaine is shunned by her friends and coworkers for disliking the film. <laughs> Have you seen that episode of Seinfeld? Uh, I don't know it, no, but uh, th- there is something about this that does just feel like the quintessential Oscars movie. Yeah, and let's talk. I don't quite know why that is. And like, I think that episode could tie into it like that, that amount of exposure for it. And uh, like that, it's like the boring bullshit movie. And it won. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Let's, let's talk more about it. Uh, here's the official plot synopsis. Uh, at the close of world war two, a young nurse tends to a badly burned plane crash victim. His past is shown in flashbacks, re- revealing an involvement in a fatal love affair. All right. Speaking of what you just said about this being the quintessential, in quotes, boring Oscar winner. Yeah, I mean, it does. It, it, it's, it has that reputation for a reason. I think because it's like a Miramax film, because it's so long. And yeah, it's a little slow. Like it, it earns that like stamp of approval. This is what you would call a boring Oscar Best Picture winner. Uh, but I still think it's, I think it's good. I mean, not Fargo, great, but I think it's just a good movie that I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of like what was happening at that time, 1996, where everybody was like, oh yeah, let's let's pick this kind of like traditional very long romance story sent world war ii uh and give it all the oscars like i i'm trying to think of what we could compare it to nowadays is it, like is it like how long after titanic was this this is the i think the year before titanic this was the year before titanic oh man they were craving for it and then they get it the next year and they're like oh my god what were we doing yeah let's let's give those oscars back let's let's, let's give you know more oscars to titanic uh, yeah, uh, looking at um, the 70th uh, Academy Awards, which is the next year's Oscars. Yeah, Titanic was the the big winner. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe at this point, you know, late 90s, people were craving another epic, another, like, was it, like Ben-Hur, Lawrence of Arabia, Casablanca. Um, Casablanca. I, I guess Lawrence of Arabia is a more apt comparison because it's, you know, a uh, war movie, desert movie, uh, epic. Uh, you could call this an epic, even though I, I don't, I don't, it is. I don't, it's, yeah, but it's, it's, to me, it feels very intimate and small. Uh, but I guess the, sure. the, the, the scope of the story and like just the, 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 the time span, the flashbacks, like make it epic. Um, but like you said, Siobhan, just wait a year. Academy, then you're gonna get your epic. Then you're gonna you're gonna get your big, you know, old fashioned Hollywood classic. You you hear about this guy? You're reading the news stories about this guy, uh, submarining down under the ocean. Mm-hmm. Just, just just trust them. Trust them. Yeah. That man knows what he's doing. Hmm. Like this, Jim Cameron, he's going places uh, under the uh, but, sea. 
oh what tw- tw- budget 27 to 31 million that's pretty impressive i mean i know you said it's pretty it, it feels small scale and I, I know a lot of the scenes do just take place in two rooms with people talking to each other or whatever but like yeah it felt more expensive than that to me um, yeah I mean, it, it it does have some pretty good effects although it's like you know 1996 special effects so you know hasn't aged all that well but i i think for flying over the dunes like very early (laughs) on in the film yeah part of that felt cg right and then like yes but and like it still looked kind of cool and then they showed it for real and it was just like breathtaking yeah no yeah i'm i'm uh, yeah i'm with you uh i set that uh i mean i was impressed with some of this like i i but again, I, I think the consensus we have here, Siobhan, is like it could have been shorter. It, it, and the fact that like it was set during World War II, and I know some of this is based on true events, but reading up on the true events, it's like the, the, the character that Ray finds is portraying is based on a real person, but only the fact that he was like a map maker and explorer everything else is fake like the romance <laughs> the 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 his death all that made up for the movie um but it, it it's it's ah i i uh, the fact that it's set during world war ii uh and this love story set during world war ii the main love story like to me it's like just make the love story don't don't set this during world war ii where i just see like no real connection like it's just set during World War Two, just because it's set during World War Two. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I find the story interesting enough, but when you put it on like a war epic and you expand it to two hours and forty minutes, I'm not as interested as as what could have been like maybe like a uh, two hour like you know uh, a romantic drama. So that that that's how I feel about like the, that's how I feel about the main plot with uh, um, Ray Fiennes and Kristen Scott Thomas. I I came in kind of not knowing exactly what the movie's about. So it was kind of surprising that the first scene you see Ray Fiennes' face being burned off. I did not expect that at all. Um, initially, that was kind of interesting in that, like, there's that mystery I was talking about earlier. It's like, oh, like, who is this person actually? Then Defoe comes in and he's saying... You know, uh, this guy is not who you think he is. But again, like I said before, like that interesting concept of like this mysterious man who's lost his memory and we see his flashbacks and could could he be a spy? Could he not? Did he kill people? In the end, uh, not a good payoff for for two hours and forty minutes. Just a guy lost a girl in the desert. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just, just to spoil it, like. Uh, my yeah the uh, the reason why he's considered a spy for the Germans is that it's it's too complex it's too convoluted to to yeah. <laughs> to, to, yes. to even like uh, in reality Defoe would be like what <laughs> so you're telling me it's like you were just you were just waiting for Colin Firth to fly in and pick you up but instead Colin Firth murder suicided himself with his wife trying to kill you he dies <laughs> uh you take his wife who you're having an affair with you take her to this cave <laughs> you leave her there 
you walk three days, you know, to to you know to go get help. You run into these English soldiers who don't believe you. They arrest you. <laughs> then you you escape from 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 their clutches. You go find some Germans. You trade in some maps for a plane. <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> And all of that is revealed over a pretty smooth like montage. Yeah. It's like five minutes long. <laughs> he goes. He goes. By the way, yes, I went to the Germans. They had a plane for me. I gave them maps. That, that and that's how I went. That's how I got that plane. <laughs> and now it's uh, again. It's convoluted. Uh, uh, the 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 whole conceit in the end is like Defoe forgives him or just 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 uh, uh, lets him off the hook because it's for love. But I still would have been upset. I'm like, what? what why? Gave it, maps it, to the Nazis. Gave him maps. <laughs> yeah, he gave him maps just to, you know, get back to his, uh, 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 the woman he's having an affair with. But those maps, like, led to, like, Defoe's thumbs being cut off and, like, other people getting killed for love. For. And she was, by that it point. Was for she, love. By that point, like, Ray Fiennes had left Kristen Scott Thomas. In that cave for what, like days? Like she was dead already. Like just leave it, guy. Well beyond. Yeah. Anyway, I, I that that was the most frustrating thing about this movie: the length and the payoff. Not good. But I'll go back. I'm gonna circle around to my favorite part, like the the the, the Juliette Binoche stuff. I find I, I find her very likable, um, like very charismatic. Uh, I liked the thing that she was having with um, uh, 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 Naveen Andrews, the soldier, uh, and the, uh, the the and he was doing his like hurt locker stuff, which is pretty interesting. Like all that to me is interesting. Her being a nurse, him being like a, a, a bomb uh, defuser, but that's just like what twenty minutes of this movie. <laughs> like it doesn't you know not much, not too much yeah. focus on it. Um, but yeah, that, that that that's all I gotta say. It's it's a movie. I'm like sh- I I can see why it won so many Oscars, but I can also see why I should not have won those Oscars. <laughs> a better movie could have come in and gotten those awards. But it's uh, hey, the Academy is is is, is gonna Academy sometimes. It's, it's gonna pick maybe the obvious choice or maybe the one that seems like it'll be. Like uh, they're they're like future planning. They're like this will be the classic that people talk about, you know, thirty years time. It's not not gonna happen for this movie. Uh, Siobhan, I've rambled maybe too long. Do, do, do you have any more to say about this? About the English? I patient? don't want to talk about the same. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, barely mentioned Colin Firth. Uh, who's, oh, that, who's that bomb diffuser guy? I thought I, I liked him. Yeah, uh, uh, Naveen Andrews, he's good. Um, I mean, Colin Firth is is it's a it's a weird role for him. Very um, weird. Very weird. Uh, he's good in the in the weird role. I don't blame him for this movie. Kind of just just making a meal of like him getting, uh, you know, cuckolded. Um, that's the entire movie. That's that, that that's what this movie is. Anyway, weird. That's it. I think I'm done too. English patient done. Whew. Best picture, best director. Uh, uh, who's the best director this year of of, of 2023? That's what mm. we're asking ourselves. And what's the best picture too? We're asking ourselves two question two questions. Two we're the biggest questions, I think. 
Yeah, the, both at once. Yeah, uh, this makes sense uh, when I made my lists uh, for best picture and best director because they definitely overlap. Do do yours overlap, Siobhan? Uh I would have to look again. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, let me ask you this spe- uh, specific question. Oh, by the way, this is a segment where we talk about our favorites of the year. Best picture, best director. Uh, let me ask you this. Do all five Okay, I'm I'm assuming you did this. I'm assuming you did five best directors and 10 best pictures, right? Yes, five five best directors, 10 best pictures. Okay. Now, are all five best directors uh, are all those films in your top ten best pictures? Uh, they are. They are. Okay. Yeah. Um, same with me. So what I want to do is. But they're not necessarily the top five. Right. Right. Mine. Mine are uh, a little out of order too. Uh, are they? I'm looking back at the list. No. My. My. my, my mine are <laughs> in order, but like, uh, you know, I can explain it. Once I go through my list, should I go first? If you please. Okay. Um, trying to think of how to do this. Oh, le- well, let me do best director first. Um, uh, yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Same best picture. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just go. Uh, I have no honorable mentions. Um, I-, I think I may have one honorable mention for best picture, for be- for be- but for uh, best director... I have no honorable mentions for best director. All right. I'll just jump into it. Number five, Jonathan Glazer. This is of interest. Uh, a director we talked a lot about uh, when we talked about that Jamiroquai music video. <laughs> uh, uh, I've said it before in this podcast, Son of Interest. Blew me away. Uh, intent experience. I've talked about his directing style. Uh a, a very not necessarily uh, in a way kind of hands-off in a way of like making the camera just an observer of what's going on I think was a, was an interesting uh, choice uh, and effective choice um, but yeah I mean it, it's yeah, he's doing amazing work he's only directed I think what four films overall and they've all been just they've gotten better and better and yeah i i uh, his work in zone of interest is incredible so yeah number five number four chrissy knowles christopher nolan oppenheimer uh yeah not my favorite nolan i just saw tenant the other day i did not mention this during the what is it i've been watching uh, your big imax experience seeing tenant no, Again. I did not see it in IMAX, unfortunately. Uh, uh, long story short, I was expecting it to play at the big IMAX screen here in town, but Warner Brothers pulled the screening of Tenant for I don't know what dumb reason. They said no, no. not here. Yeah, that's literally what they did. I don't know why. Um, that I think is better than Oppenheimer, Tenant, uh, Siobhan. Okay. Okay, man. Uh, yeah, okay. Javon thinks I've been saying. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah you Killing can't. Murphy is not even in that one. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'll get some blowback for saying that. But Oppenheimer. Yeah, an atomic bomb's worth. <laughs> Hopefully. Op- okay, all Blow right. Blow your face off. Oppenheimer is still an incredible work from Nolan, uh, um, doing what he does best. Uh, and 
the fact that he manages to gather all this talent, not only uh, in front of the camera, but behind the camera, uh, and just make this... What, what I've been trying to kind of boil down with Oppenheimer is that... And, and what I've appreciated from like the, the cast and crew doing interviews about it is Nolan uh, wanted to make this like a, a, a musical sort of operatic film for three hours, like with the music uh, tying everything together. And I think that's a huge reason why I think it's an incredible movie is that music. Uh, and I said this before on the best score episode. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's just his vision of putting all these elements together making it so impactful that makes him my number four best director, Oppenheimer. Number three, Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Scorsese, Scorsese. Uh, who gives a shit how long this movie is? Uh, powerful. Incredible, incredible performances. His direction, yes, like elements in it feel like his you know, old-school gangster movies, like A Goodfellas or The Departed, but... I think the importance of the story, um, the the true drama of it all, the true the true events that he puts forth here, like he really takes seriously, and uh, it's and you know to break that fourth wall like he does at the end in a way. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly how because if you haven't seen it, watch the movie. Um, he kind of takes the reins he takes responsibility for just how the story is told um i know i've I've, this past week and also like since it's it's been released but more so this past week like i've heard people criticize the approach of this movie but i think scorsese you know acknowledges that you know uh he did what he could as a white man you know uh you know uh, um with as much privileges he has being this world-renowned director telling this story um and i the final scene acknowledges that you know aspect of it uh it's complicated it's messy um but i I think he does pull it off uh so that's my number three martin scorsese number two movie not so serious but i had you know the most fun with i think this year i've seen maybe the most times uh this year being 2023 uh yeah uh, i i checked i checked uh last night i've seen this movie eight times barbie greta gerwig my number two director and, uh, i i i'm hopeful i'm hopeful for a future where you know gerwig does not only these kinds of movies but she goes back to making films like little women and Lady Bird because i think sh- she is one of our best directors um not only with the the direction uh, managing to take like a big blockbuster like this and make it her own, but also just the scripts. Um, I, I could give a shit what people think about that American Ferrera uh, monologue. Um, I think it's purely Gerwig, and you know, love it or hate it, I love that she got that into a big blockbuster. Like that alone makes it a powerful move. Um, but yeah, it, the fact that you can see her style in this big blockbuster, I think is is, I think another reason why she's one of the best and i'm praying to god those chronicle uh, chronicles of narnia movies are, are good i i'm 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 wary of what's what's going to happen in her career next after this but for right now hey she's been number two uh best director of the year number one of course he directed my number one film of the year uh my favorite director 
of all time. Oh, yes. He did it again. 28. Yes. From I, I covered him on the podcast, 2828, uh, co-hosted by uh, Mike Schindler. That's right. Steven Soderbergh. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Uh, am I going to explain myself now uh, as to you know why Magic Mike's Last Dance and why Steven Soderbergh? I don't need to explain Steven Soderbergh, all right? He's the best in my book. Okay, he can do it all. Well, he can do most of it. He's, he, can, he can't do it all. I think he kind of refuses to write his own movies anymore. But he can do the cinematography. He can do the editing. He can do the direction. Um, and it's it, it, it's all impeccable in my book, in Magic Mike's Last Dance. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 to see this on a big screen, as I did back a year ago, last February, um, and just be so... I, I I I I think about that every now and then, just how big and grandiose this movie is, and how it could have been just a streaming only release. A huge reason why I love this movie is because I saw it in a theater when I did. I I I, I don't know if I ever told the story, but I was at Lincoln Center, uh, uh, at the AMC there, in New York, on Super Bowl Sunday. There may be like five other people in the audience. I was seeing this on the Dolby Cinema screen. Uh, uh, with a balcony, it was huge, and I was—I was, I, I, I had the best time uh, watching Magic Mike's Last Dance because it, it, it was on a huge screen. So I'm—I'm I'm happy that Soderbergh, uh, looking ahead at, at his career, he's got I think two movies coming out in theaters, and I can't be more thrilled that you know uh, he's back. Uh, you know, uh, uh, his HBO Max contract I think is up, so. He can spread his wings and go back to the theaters because I think that's where he belongs. I love seeing a Soderbergh movie in theaters. Um, uh, that's a big reason why it's number one, why he's number one. But but yeah, many more reasons I'll get into when I talk about the other list. But those are my five best directors. Done. Siobhan? Good stuff. A little basic, but pretty good. <laughs> basic. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Marcelo. You're welcome. I shall prevent, prevent, present uh, my best choices. Of course, number five. I of course. Am, of course. Somebody you have never heard of, Marcelo. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Alice Mao McKay. I don't know how you say your middle name. Mayo, my, Mayo McKay, uh, who uh, directed the film T-Blockers uh, released last year. Okay. She is 18 years old, a young Australian trans filmmaker. Uh, This T-Blockers is her third movie. Uh, She also had her fourth movie released last year um, called Satanic Panic. I did not get to see it. And her fifth movie is coming out this year, Carnage for Christmas. So, again, 18 years old. Uh, So she is insanely prolific already. And she is, I think, very good. I saw her first film, So Vam, and I think its ideas are there, but the filmmaking not necessarily for a and for a fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old that makes sense. But like, I think uh, with with uh, with time, with experience, she's getting slowly better. I think T Blockers is a very uh, fun kind of exploitation horror film. 
um, with good messaging behind it and stuff. And, like, it's just kind of cool to see her career, like, going nuts and her being so prolific um, and also improving uh, dramatically. I mean, from Sovam to T-Blockers, it's, like, crazy how, how good she is, she, how much better she is. Um, number four. I'm also looking ahead a little bit with this pick. I'm saying Kyle, Kyle Edward Ball for Skinnamarink. Oh, nice. One of the most original uh, horror films in recent memory that I do think will be being chased for a long time. The 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 feelings of of a Skinnamarink and a We're All Going to the World's Fair and a, uh, uh, the Outwaters. I think these style of films are ushering in a new era of horror filmmaking. There's, I've, I've never seen anything like Skinnamarink, and uh, uh, I think... Mr. Edward Ball has a real vision and hopefully a future. Number three, Chad Stahelski for John Wick Chapter 4. Wow. Some of the most inventive, creative, wild action filmmaking I have ever seen. Four films into this franchise in which he directed... Uh, each entry co-directed the first one. He just keeps uh, one-upping himself, upping his game, uh, making making uh, making himself better and better and better. And I think being able to pull off something like the Arc de Triomphe scene had to be just a logistical nightmare and practically impossible. And it's like a miracle that he did it. That that lust for. Uh, creating something new in the action space. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's at the tops of that list. Him and like George Miller are like the only two people I can really think of that have done anything dramatically new in the action film space in a long time. And George Miller was what, 10 years ago now. Yeah. Uh, number two, Paul Schrader, Master Gardener. This film's so delicate. I, I cannot, like, you see Paul Schrader's Facebook posts. I cannot believe he, this man makes films <laughs> like this. So delicate, so well thought out, so masterfully put together. He learned from the Martin Scorsese's and the other people that he uh, wrote for for all those years. Like, he's, he truly is like a, it feels like he's a student who became the master. Uh, he's not that he wasn't directing, but you know, I'm considering this a thematic trilogy with, uh, first reformed and card counter master gardener, maybe the best directed of the three. He's keeps getting better in my opinion. Um, so reserved in beautiful ways. Number one, I just mentioned him. Marty score says he killers of the flower moon. Uh, I can't really say anything different than what Marcelo said. Um, he said a lot of the important parts. <laughs> uh, it's just like, yeah, I, 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 this man, he directed an amazing movie. And he's 90, 98 years old or something. And like, he's not he 98 keeps, years old. <laughs> and he just keeps rolling on, rocking on. Uh, making these incredibly thoughtful epics. He knows when to restrain himself. He knows when to go crazy. And this was a little bit more of a restraint. Uh, and it's uh, all the better for it. Martin Scorsese, my favorite director of the year. 
81. He's 81 years old. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. Great list, Siobhan. Uh, not basic at all compared to mine. Mine's very basic. I, I, mean, wanted, to, I wanted to mix things up. I wanted to go no. with some, some out there choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wanted to one up me. Is 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 uh, is what's happening? Yeah, I didn't. Hey, Steven Soderbergh. That's a that's an inspired choice. Marcel. Yeah, I can't take that away from you. Other ones not so inspired. I see. I see. Um, I mean, I'm, everybody's talking about Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? The director of Tenant. The director of Tenant. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're doing Best Picture next. How do we do this? Do 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 the I just go? Of insomnia. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the director of Insomnia, the director of Following. Everybody loves Following. <laughs> People can't stop talking about Following. Uh, have you seen that, by the way? Have you seen Following? I've seen Following, yeah. Do you... What's, what's your take on Following? It's all right. I, I it's, it's a first film. I don't remember anything about it. I, I, I have know, it. I know, I know. I just remember thinking, this is all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm pretty sure I own it on Criterion, but I think the I, black and white choice wasn't good. Yeah, uh, maybe I should revisit it because I haven't seen that in like maybe ten years. Anyway, future Oscar winner. Um, okay, best picture. Should I just zip through my ten? Is that is that the plan? I kind of feel like I'm going to. So I don't know. I mean, you can say what you want. If like if there's one that's more interesting that stands out to say something, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll zip through my ten. All right, my best pictures of 2023. Uh, number 10, The Zone of Interest. I've said it already. Uh, impactful. Important, especially. I mean, in more more and more so, it's becoming more and more important. Uh, so, Zone of Interest, number 10. Number 9, Blackberry. Uh, uh, I, 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 I mentioned this movie... In a few categories in the past episodes, just just want to reiterate how great it is. I think it's on Hulu now. For those who want to see it, finally, uh, not only is Glenn Howerton incredible, I think the entire cast is like very good. Uh, um, yeah, uh, the lead, uh, Jay Burchell. He is the lead. That's weird to think of. He is so overshadowed, but I mean, that's by design. Yeah, yeah, but like it, uh, uh, it's it's a comedy. I think first and foremost, but. When it needs to be a drama, when things get serious, I think Burchell handles it pretty well. He's a really good actor. Um, But yeah, very much overpowered by Howerton. And also shout out to the director, co-writer, Matt Johnson, who also stars in the movie and is very, like, uh, uh, underappreciated, I think, as an actor, too, in the movie. Absolutely. Uh, Discovered by Kevin Smith, of course. Wow, uh, I I didn't know that actually. His uh his movie was one of his first movie, The Dirties, is one of the f- uh, the few films that was distributed by Smodcast. Oh, uh, films. okay, okay. And that that's the reason I know about him. And uh, if you if you follow his career, I have not seen the second movie. I'm going to watch Operation Avalanche probably tonight actually. Oh, but uh, I think it's on it's on one of the free like Plex I think. But yeah, he is. If you've seen Nirvana, the band, the show, or uh, this uh, he's a true talent and uh, yeah. very much like not creating things within the norm. He is he's challenging expectations. Yeah, um, and, I, he, uh, and and Glenn Howerton. I mean, he's from Waterloo, where the vampires hang out. 
uh, one of the best lines of the year, that line. Um, but hey, uh, I know that clip's been going around. Just folks listening, my, the main point here, go see it. Go see Blackberry. It's on Hulu. Go watch it. Number eight, Oppenheimer. Enough said. Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer. Number seven, May, December. Uh, I've, I've talked about it a lot this season. Uh, I think the script is amazing, acting amazing. Uh, I talked about the score uh, uh, a few episodes ago. All of it works for me. I've seen it uh, a few times. I could see it again if I had Netflix. Um, solid. I mean, so solid. It's in my top ten. It's my number seven. May, December. Number six, Asteroid City. Another Wes Anderson. Another Wes Anderson that I think... Uh, it's 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 definitely more appreciated uh, than uh, um, his last movie, French Dispatch. French Dispatch really just kind of flew under the radar. Um, but I mean, when you when you see the Oscar nominees and you realize Asteroid City was was the same year and it didn't get any nominations, that is a is a travesty, sure. Um, but I I think Wes Anderson and his later career. Uh, I think in years time we'll go back and go. Oh, that's right. He's he's been making classics all this time. So Asteroid City, yeah. another, another classic. Well, I think one of the. I don't know why it's not Asteroid City, but you know one of these films is going to hit. It'll be like the film of the Oscars, I think. Yeah. Well, well, well one that kind of did that was like Grand Budapest. Like I, I, I like Grand Budapest. I think that'll yeah. happen again. Yeah, yeah. But you know he's never. I mean, he's never won an Oscar. I mean, he might win one this year for the best short film, but. You know, Oscars are Oscars, right? But I, I, I hope we finally get over it as a, as a society that uh, he's too much of a of a twee, you know, uh, brand uh, and whatever. Any any negative connotation you want to put on Wes Anderson, I hope that you know. I hate when a filmmaker has a style. Yeah, you know? exactly. You fucking idiots! Every filmmaker has a style. Get over it. Uh, Astrid City, another Wes Anderson classic. Number five, showing up. Kelly Reichardt. Mm. Wow, uh, I like that. Yeah, uh, uh, directed by Kelly Reichardt, starring Michelle Williams. Uh, a film I've seen just once. I think out of these films, it's the only film I've just seen once. The other ones I've seen at least twice. But it stuck with me. Uh, it, 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 it was released, I think, over the summer. Uh, I remember distinctly coming in, kind of no expectations, but coming out just completely affected by it. I love that finale. I love all the pieces coming together. Uh, I talked about it, I think, when we talked about best uh, actresses. Michelle Williams' performance is so down-to-earth, low-key, reserved. But yet, I just felt for her and related to her and just what she's going through as a struggling artist. Um, not to say I'm a struggling artist, but I can relate as somebody who is struggling. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, showing up as number five, number four, past lives. Um, I've said this before too. Uh, it's made me cry. Um, I think it definitely is relatable, uh, when it comes to relationships for some people, uh, you can, you can hang your emotional baggage on this movie and it's, and I've seen, Speaking of criticism, I've seen criticism about this movie, which I, I guess I understand. And even Siobhan, you, you weren't the biggest fan of this, right? Uh, a, a lot of people have been heaping praise on it, but... Um, I think I should watch it again, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to like force the topic, you know, uh, not to forcibly say, watch this movie again so you'll like it. But I don't know. I, I, I can't get over the fact that like 
it it speaks to me and talking with other people who liked it as much as I did it speaks to them because it's it's for anybody who's been through a relationship and then you know uh, uh, you know is in is, is in a new relationship and kind of has to deal with that struggle of you know loving more than one person in your life like that's the theme of the movie it's like can I go from one love to another uh, that theme to me I think hits home and it's a huge reason why I love this movie not only that but the performances the very simple camera work uh, uh, the way it ends God, it's it's it is incredible so past lives that was my number four yeah yeah number four number three killers of the flower moon I've said it already not much more needs to be said incredible movie masterwork if you ask me that's the movie that should be winning the Oscars over any other movie this year um, yeah hot take but I think that's the masterpiece of the year uh, number two Barbie I, uh, I I hate to put it over something like Killers of the Flower Moon but I'm, I'm doing it sorry uh, 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 I, I can split my brain up into like serious dramatic you know appreciation of heavy subjects and on the other side of my brain is just very fun poppy uh, uh, glossy, you know, uh, blockbusters, you know, I, and Barbie is that, but also it, it's, yeah, uh, uh, eh, fun and also emotional. Um, and an, another relatable movie. Uh, I, uh, you know, funnily enough, I could also see <laughs> my struggles through, uh, Barbie struggles. <laughs> Again, I'm going through it. Uh, that's number two, Barbie. Number one, magic Mike's last dance. I, I said all, all I need to say about this movie when I talked about Soderbergh, but yeah, it's it, it, to me, it's perfect in a way of like a, a director. I still think who is at the top of his game, who can still deliver like a, 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 a pop like masterpiece, which I think this is. And yeah, it's great to see my favorite director still making amazing films. That's my number one. Magic Mike's Last Dance. And I'm done. Siobhan? I love that list, Marcella. I loved it. I loved Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Sincerely. Thank you. Great stuff. Thank you. So now it's your turn. A little... No, I'm kidding. A little, <laughs> a little basic? I'll go fuck no, yourself. not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. My number 10. I already talked about it. T-Blockers uh, with House Mayo McKay. But... Uh, uh, yeah, very, very personal, uh, very, uh, personal to me pick solid, just zombie killing action, uh, with a social bent to it. That is uh, very cathartic. Um, number nine, Marcelo's number one of the year magic Mike's last dance. Hey, and I could not be more surprised that I loved this film as much as I did. I, uh, first magic Mike, uh, do not like it at all. Second Magic Mike, I'm not in the cult, but I did like it. Um, Magic Mike's Last Dance, loved it. Over the moon about it. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, they they really wrapped up this uh, weird trilogy in a very cool way. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, Salma Hayek has a lot to do with that. The final rain dance has so much to do with that. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Uh, number eight, Leave the World Behind. I've talked about this a lot in the last past whatever episodes, but um, it, def- it it. 
it presents to me a future uh, that's totally theoretically possible of like uh, the nation gets uh, cyber attacked and all of our systems start failing us and everything is like scary and information is impossible to parse and nothing makes sense. Um, it's like the most unique apocalyptic film I have seen in forever, even though I'm about to put up another apocalypse film right above it. Um, but still, uh, my most unique one that could theoretically happen, I guess. (laughs) Um, and it, and it brings a lot of, uh, it's from the creator of Mr. Robot and it brings a lot of those visual flourishes from Mr. Robot. A lot of that stylistic, um, approach that Sam Esmail has to filmmaking. Um, I am so glad to see that it translates to making movies. Um, and it wasn't just a flash in the pan for a TV show. Uh, I, I would absolutely love to see whatever he can do next. Number seven, my second apocalypse film, Knock at the Cabin. Ooh. M. Night Shyamalan, much more fantastical uh, creation, uh, but one that is uh, very emotionally uh, rich and engaging um, and terrifying. Terrifying and, and beautiful all the same way that we, we have these moments of absolute fucked up horror, and then we have uh, beautiful stuff like what happens near the uh, how we're seeing the family connect to each other throughout the film and near the end and all anchored by fantastic performances by uh, the two dads <laughs> and Dave Batista. Um, and uh, it's just, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, the, the, the mind of M. Night Shyamalan, he only, he is only, he is absolutely one of our best filmmakers. I, I think you're silly if you say not. Um, okay. Number six, Sanctuary. <sighs> Sexual, sensual, erotic thriller. Horny. Not something that we get too often anymore. Horny. Kind of like a, a power dynamic play. Like who, who has the power? Who doesn't? Um, then that, and that shifts throughout the film. Uh, very tense and, uh, again, just fun to watch that power dynamic shift. Um, great, uh, two, Amazing performances with Chris Rabbit and uh, Margaret Qualley. Their their uh, their uh, chemistry is off the charts. Um, and for a film set entirely within a hotel room, I believe it is uh, uh, very good looking and uh, like well well crafted. Number five, looking towards the future once again, Skinnamarink. Ooh, baby. This is what I want horror to do from now on, which is actually get under your skin and horrify you. I've, I've never seen anything like Skinnamarink. Skinnamarink is, uh, it feels like an anomaly. It feels otherworldly. It feels actually demonic. Um, evil. It's terrifying, not in the jump scare way, but in the, like, God, what the fuck am I watching? Uh, and you examine it and it only gets more and more terrifying. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, but, but it's not in like an edgelordy way where it feels like they're trying too hard. Like it, it, it walks a tightrope and it's, it's, it does it perfectly. Uh, number four, John Wick chapter four. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, it's action filmmaking nirvana. Uh, just brilliance. I, I've watched this film like five or six times or something. In the last month, because uh, I just keep wanting to watch it again, and I want to watch it again right now, 
because I, it is just so, so fucking good. It, it is everything the promise of John Wick is, I think. Um, there's nobody making action films like this. Number three. Uh, Saw X. Ah! From the Jigsaw is back uh, in his most masterful game yet. Um, he has to travel to Mexico and deal with healthcare issues. It serves as a very uh, scathing critique of the U.S. healthcare system, just like Saw Six did. And uh, and Saw X is my Saw Six is my other favorite Saw movie, and like it deals with the same themes, and it does it in a more uh, it does it in a more uh, with a lighter touch, uh, you could say. Than Saw Six did, and I think uh, that's uh, just that's great. I think that approach worked as worked just as well, uh, and we get the most of John Kramer, uh, to- Tobin Bell. He's back. Uh, John Kramer's back, but Tobin Bell is also back as John Kramer. He gets to act his ass off, give the performance of a lifetime uh, as this character that he has been playing for twenty odd years, uh, just about. As a saw head, this gave me everything I could have wanted and refreshed the series in a very cool way. I am eager and a little nervous about rushing a sequel for the next year, but whatever, baby, that's saw this year. Um, the, yeah, the next year, yeah, this year. Uh, but again, that that saw, baby. I mean, they made magic with uh, four, five, six, and seven. There's missteps along the way, but. They made some incredible shit in there with their yearly release schedule. So hopefully they do it again with Saw 11 or X1. Do they want us to call it that from now on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Number two, always the bridesmaid, never the bride on any of my lists. Always number two, Master Gardener. I just love it to bits. I've talked about it way too much. But uh, Paul Schrader, um, watch out for that one. Mm, keep my eye on that one, yeah. Yeah, and number one, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, also, keep your eye out for hmm. one Martin Scorsese, 98 years old, coming out <laughs> to a new... <laughs> His next film, I believe, is called Cry Macho. Is, is that right? <laughs> yes. I believe you're thinking of the right director. Yes. Cry Macho. Yes. Uh, and, and it's just... Uh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know how he does it. The, the shit. It's so good. Let's, let's hope he makes that uh, Jesus movie right away. Uh, that, that, oh, yeah, the Jesus movie. That 90-minute Jesus movie he has planned. That uh, uh, he, he took a meeting with the Pope and talked about it, apparently. What? Oh, yeah, wow. have you not seen that, that video? This one. Like, uh, uh, he, the Pope walks in and Scorsese's there to greet him. They just sit down and just talk. Weird. Um, but, hey, that's... that's, uh, that's I that's, loved Kundun, <laughs> says. That's what he said, yeah. Uh, yeah, Scorsese. Good, good guy. Those were our picks. Wow, we did it. After what, like 13 weeks, we finally revealed our favorite films and directors of the year. Oh, and we did it. so yeah. closes the book on, on us. On us. And we can move on. No. To what? No. What? No, we can't what? move on. Mm, that right. closes the book on us, Marcella. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I mean, I, I should say I forgot to mention my honorable mentions: uh, "Poor Things," "The Killer," uh, and "Skin uh, of a Ring." No, 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 were, no, no, no. I don't want any right of this. There. I don't want any of this. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. They, no. I, I could have mentioned them. All right, now we can move on. Fuck that is. No, we can't move on, Marcella. We have to go to 
thetalkfilmsociety.com slash discord. What? Talkfilmsociety.com slash discord. If you want to come in, talk about movies. I went in there. I asked the talkfilmsociety.com slash discord. People in our Talk Awards channel, if they would give us their choices for their best directors and best pictures. I told them they can list up to 10 best pictures. Whoa. Because that's what the Academy tells us we're allowed to do. Uh, and our first respondent... Uh, Jay McMillan, superstar. Um, he, these look to be unranked. Uh, he starts off with KOTFM. I believe he means Killers of the Flower Moon. All Dirt Roads, Taste of Salt. He's mentioned that before. I don't know what it is. I've heard about Tw- it. 20 Days in Mariopool. I've only heard the name. I, I, that's one I have not heard of. Zone of Interest. Heard Marcella, of it. you mentioned it. Yeah, my, in my list. Ana- Anatomy of a Fall. The Academy mentioned that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Past Lives. Marcella, you mentioned it. Yep. Little Richard, I Am Everything. A documentary, Do- I said. Documentary, I suppose. Yeah. Oppenheimer. All of Us Strangers. And Rye Lane. I, I've never heard that one before. A lot of uh, interesting choices here because uh, he's definitely seen a lot of more off-the-beaten-path films. Yeah, Interesting picks from an interesting player. Uh, and the best director um, doesn't give us the films they directed, so I guess we're going to have to guess those. But mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese. Goodfellas. Goodfellas, okay. Jonathan Glazer, the Jamiroquai video. <laughs> uh, Justine Triette. Uh, she directed like a lint chocolate commercial or something I yeah don't know. yeah celine's song uh song song she probably did another music video um and christopher nolan following uh, following yeah yeah okay noah thompson comes here christopher nolan oppenheimer vera drew our second best friend marcelo and i's second best friend vera drew for the people's joker chad stahelski john wick chapter four wes anderson asteroid city Ari Aster, Bo is Afraid. Not a lot of Bo is Afraid talk. I wish I had seen it. Um, Worth a watch, just, I'd say. I just didn't uh, see it for this, um, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, I'm going to go 10 to 1 on his list. Uh, he did He did rank his 10, Barbie, 9, The Killer, 8, The Holdovers, 9, The Killer. I'm surprised The Killer wasn't on either of ours. 7, The People's Joker, Directed by our second best friend, Vera Drew. Six, Jawan. Uh, five, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Nice. Mm, baby. Four, The Iron Claw. Uh, nice. Three, Asteroid City. Two, John Wick Chapter Four. Number one, Oppenheimer. Uh, good list. Uh, Iron Claw. You know, there's a good chance that probably could have been my number ten if I didn't... Um, kind of forced T-Blockers in there just because I wanted to be kind of like a more personal movie to me. Um, By the way, I I like Noah Thompson's director picks uh, in that uh, Bo's Afraid at Ari Aster. Uh, that's in his best director list, but Bo's Afraid not in his top 10 films. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, that is, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And I, I love the Vera Drew shout out. Thank you. He's, he got to see, um, at like the Chicago International Film Festival, uh, the People's Joker. We will all get to see the People's Joker as it travels the country, uh, starting in April. 
Yeah, and um, that'll uh, let's see if that'll be on our top ten list next year. Yes, of 2024. We're not all so fortunate to get to be able to go to fancy film festivals. I'm going to stop by Southwest in two weeks. Uh, number two. Oh, number two. <laughs> uh, number friend two of, of what? <laughs> friend of the site, Sam shot first. It bears. Uh, it, it would behoove me to mention. Keep in mind, listeners. Uh, yes. Friend of the site, Sam shot first. Sam Van Heeren. He used to host a podcast called Keanu, believe it, where he talked about the career of Keanu Reeves. So the man has the man is partial to the work of Keanu Reeves, and it is important to keep that in mind for a couple of his uh, picture uh, for his pickle, puck, a couple a pickle, a couple of his picks. Pickles. Okay, so just just keep in mind Keanu Reeves. He's a little biased. Okay, more than a little. Okay, so best director. He says Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Martin Scorsese for KOTFM, I believe he means Killers of the Flower Moon. James Gunn for GOTG Volume 3, I believe he means Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Chad Stahelski for John Wick Chapter 4, that's where the piano comes in. You there have you to go. remember he hosted a podcast. Mm-hmm. He's a friend of the site, but he mm-hmm. has biases. Greta Gerwig for Barbie. <clears throat> nice. Honorable mention for Best Debut. Uh, Michael B. Jordan for Creed Three. I appreciate that. That, that uh, hey, damn good debut. He's working within a framework, but he d- he makes it his own. I think. Yeah, good good pick. Yeah, I I, I do like that movie, uh, that direction, especially when he goes anime uh, in, in yeah. those fight sequences. Yeah, yeah, those fight sequences are very fantastic. Yeah. Um, best picture alphabetical. He po- he he lists them alphabetical. Okay. So, well, we might learn a thing or two here. Mm-hmm. Um, American f- American fiction, Barbie, Creed three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three. He was able to spell it out here. <laughs> the Holdovers, John Wick Chapter four. Says, Scratch that one from the record. Killers of the Flower Moon. Nimona. Ooh, uh, nice. Might still be free on the YouTube. Probably I don't think anymore. so anymore. I, th- I think uh, the other day was the last day, so no longer free on YouTube. But uh, hopefully, a lot of people got to see it. Yeah, uh, it's still on Netflix. Friend, uh, our friend Joe, we got—I uh, believe he talked about it on the animation episode. Yeah. Oppenheimer and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Solid. So I have nothing here to say. Um, Me neither. I think good picks. Good picks. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry you gave in to your baser instincts with your John Wick <laughs> picks, but it's okay. Kind of almost uh, sullied the whole thing, but uh, <laughs> in the end, pull through. Guardians is a better movie, I think, than like I think Guardians will be one that we look back on a lot fonder. Yeah, and like as a whole trilogy, especially like Guardians three is just a fantastic ender to that. Um, yeah, and like I think in years time it'll be one we're still talking about. I think it came out uh, unfortunately uh, during a time when comic book movies are all going downhill. Yes, it, it, that's the only problem it has, really. <laughs> yeah, really, because uh, I, yeah, I, I'm looking back at my list and seeing where it ranked. Uh, it's at 17, but that's in between the Iron Claw and the Holdovers, so that should tell you something. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a solid movie, and uh, I, I'm echoing what Siobhan is saying. We'll, we'll we'll look back on it fondly once the once the MCU is turned to ashes. Yeah. It's at fourteen on my uh, my old list of uh, but I think it, it would be moved down probably to seventeen by now. 
Um, who do we got here? We got the real Matt C, former co-host of the show, replaced <laughs> me for one episode. One episode. Um, he comes in here. Uh, best picture. Uh, seems to be unranked um, as far as I can. Nope, this looks to be uh, alphabetical. This looks to be alphabetical. Asteroid City, Barbie, the creator. Okay. Good uh, pick for him. Okay. Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good, good pick. You know, Ferrari, unfortunately, has disappeared from the conversation. Uh, it really um, did. Yeah, unfortunately. I do think that is a solid movie. Uh, the Holdovers. No, thanks. John Wick <laughs> Chapter 4. Killers of the Flower Moon. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. <laughs> uh, it's tough to say, but I do believe he means Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, but he might so. also be right. Mm. Um, Oppenheimer. Uh, best director, uh, Wes Anderson for Asteroid City, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Alexander Payne for The Holdovers, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Thank you for getting Alexander Payne's name out there. Um, <laughs> okay. Mike Schindler, he always comes in short and sweet. Love he says for best it. pick. He's uh, your Soderbergh friend. Yeah. Uh, best picture, Air. Damn. Wow. Best directors across the Spider Verse. Nah, now, okay. Now this one I'm weird. This is a little can weird. can a movie be a best director? Is is the anthropomorphized movie directing its own movie? It seems like it because I, I mean I I definitely don't know the name of the two people that did direct that movie. It wasn't. So, uh, it wasn't. Was, was one of them across the, and the other one was Spider Verse. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Spider-Verse. Uh, here's Hi. the new edit of the movie. Thank you, Akrasada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, better look next time, Mike Schindler. Please put names in so we know exactly what you're yes. talking about. Yes, and we will not look them up to credit them properly. No way. Because uh, apparently they led a very bad production. Yes. Uh, Joey. <laughs> but they'll win the Oscar. They will. Joey. Uh, in alphabetical order, he says his best picture nominations. That not, they're not nominations. His best picture choices: American Fiction, The Boy and the Heron. He had he was he was on our animation episode, and this is why he says shit like The Boy and the Heron. <laughs> he says uh, shit like an animated film is one of his best of the year. He says, <laughs> says shit like that. Crazy shit like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ferrari, another Ferrari vote. Maybe we should get up on this. Um, what, what Godzilla minus that? one. I'm maybe, maybe we should get on the Ferrari hype wagon. <laughs> okay, keep be keep there going. early. Right. Godzilla minus one. I am shocked. This is the first time this came up. That was uh, 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 hey, you know, honorable mention. I have a lot of honorable mentions, but that is definitely one of them. Cool. Uh, the Iron <laughs> Claw, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Namona, another animated film. That's you two. Love to see it. Two out of uh, our eight spaces so far. That's a quarter. Uh, Past Lives. And he ends it off with another animated film called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Three out of his ten choices are animated. He was on our animated episode, and that's why. Um, Okay. Now, Best Director. Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer. Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Celine Song, Past Lives. Michael Mann, Ferrari, Hayao Miyazaki, The Boy and the Heron. Great. Uh, yeah. 
adds a note here. Animation directing is directing and deserves celebration. Shout out to the Spider-Verse directors as well for wrangling a massive production and helping make it all coherent. Uh, Marcelo, I, I w- this is a little mea culpa. We have been um, banging this drum all year that animation directing is not directing. And you know yeah. what? I, you know what? I'm willing to give it up at this point. Joey really turned me around. Animation directing is directing and does deserve celebration. Yeah, uh, 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 like you said, Siobhan, every episode we open up by saying, uh, I, 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 we have a, uh, a recording of us saying, keep in mind, while listening to this episode, we do not think animation <laughs> directing is directing uh, for 13 episodes now. Um, we do not think uh, Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson, the directors, uh, the, the directors of Crossy Universe, we don't think they should deserve any credit. So, exactly, uh, yeah. Until now, I, I, I it is a mere culpa. Uh, uh, jo- yeah, uh, Joey, Joey turned us. You got us. Yeah. Now uh, that is the end of our talkfilmsociety.com slash discord, but it is not the end of the segment. I have a second discord that I go to, one that Marcelo is not allowed in. Uh, it is for but, fans. But- yeah, by what? the way, can't can't I be in in there some somehow? Marcella, if you want me to, I will invite you. You know what? Don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh so this is for fans of the of the podcast Hollywood Handbook. Uh they have a films and TV channel. Um <clears throat> and I go in there and I ask the fine folks there if they'll uh, help us out with some more picks. Um it looks like our first respondent here is Mr. Gale. Um Am I? That's not true. That's not true. Sorry, I need to scroll back up a little. Mr. Gale, you wait your turn. Um, our first respondent, Edgar Allan Iverson, is a screen name. His real name is George. He is the host of the podcast Last Horror House in Philly. Last Little Horror House in Philly, excuse me. I believe I mean that. Um, uh, George gives us his picks. Asteroid City, which is uh, in uh, italicized, so I believe that's his number one. Uh, Blackberry... Godzilla Minus One, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Mask, Oppenheimer, and Shin Kamen Rider. Um, The Mask is a short film directed by Connor O'Malley. Okay. Um, I believe it's like 20 to 30 minutes or something. He put it out a couple months ago. Uh, I I seem to remember going down a a wormhole and looking this up. Is is this not the one where he, for months or maybe years he pretended to be somebody else like a struggling actor and posted all these posts and somehow yes. became like a, a semi-viral and famous like yeah and then yeah. He went on and then he went to sea world or something or yeah like the water world stunt show i think and yeah yeah got and like his got killed uh, uh, it's it is a very funny creative uh, experiment yeah. Um, Shin Kamen Rider. I don't know anything about it. Uh, George has brought this up many times. Um, I just want to give it a special mention because he has brought it up a lot. It's it's a movie I almost saw. Uh, I believe it's from the same people who did uh, Shin Ultraman, which I enjoyed. Uh, best director. Uh, Finchie. I believe he means David Fincher for Finch The Killer. Uh, which he did not put in his, his uh, movie thing. Interesting. Um, Marty, uh, I believe he means Marty, Martin Scorsese, uh, director of Killers of the Flower Moon. Wes, I believe he means Wes Anderson uh, for Asteroid City. M. Night, I believe he means M. Night Shyamalan, uh, director of 
uh, knock at the cabin. And uh, Matt Johnson, uh, uh, director of Blackberry, is italicized. So that's his winner. Nice. Um, now we scroll back down and we find Mr. Gale. Mr. Gale, it's your turn. He said, Blackberry slash whoever directed Blackberry. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Gale, a simple Google search will yeah. tell you that's yeah. Matt Johnson. Or just, just just ask Siri, hey Siri, who directed the film Blackberry? Yeah. Yeah. Blackberry I mean, come on. All right, Richard Gere Solid, superstar. Comes in here with the. Okay, he's a uh, Canadian, so uh, his. Uh, he says his. Uh, Dates might be mixed up. They're different than ours sometimes. Uh, Blackberry, uh, Poor Things, Barbie, Four Daughters, which I'm unfamiliar with. That's the only Sounds one here. Familiar. I'll look it up. Uh, is it like Four Brothers? Yeah, it's the oh, sequel. For, it's it's the it's the it's the girl all girl reboot of Four <laughs> Brothers. Uh, no, uh, looking this up, uh, I I may have heard about it, but I I really don't know much about it. So no. Uh, okay. Uh, Godzilla minus one. Bo is afraid. Killers of the Flower Moon and Anatomy of a Fall. I do believe all of those came out last year. So your Canadianness yeah. did not uh, pester you there. You made it. Um, <clears throat> now, and for directors, getting some names wrong on purpose to tease Siobhan. Hmm, you naughty boy. Uh, Matt Johnson. That one's correct. Blackberry. Uh, Marty. Martin Scorsese, I believe. For Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, Gretz. Um, oh, Greta, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jorg. I believe that's Yorgos Lanthimos. By, by the uh, way, first mention of, I think, Yorgos Lanthimos. N- n- nobody else mentioned yeah, that's, Yorgos. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Not a lot of fans of that fishing ones. <laughs> All right. All right. Director <laughs> of Poor Things. And West Anderson. Um, director of uh, well, that's what I believe. I believe they mean Wes Anderson, director of uh, uh, Asteroid City, which does not feature in their list up there. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> Stuke Man, Stuke Man, superstar, Stuke Man, best picture, poor things, italicized. I think that means winner, past lives. The Holdovers, Godzilla Minus One, May, December. I like nice. that, Marcella. Yeah, nice. Asteroid City, Blackberry. We all like that. Yep. Killers of the Flower Moon, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. I like that. Oh, wow. Good. First mention of that movie. Yeah. Solid movie. Didn't make my top 20, but good. Good to hear. Um, best Director. Uh, David Andrew Leo Fincher. <laughs> okay. Uh, Georgios Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, Martin Charles Scorsese. Uh, Wesley Wales Anderson. And John Francis Daly and Jonathan Michael Goldstein. What'd they direct? What, what, what's that? John Daly and John Goldstein? Hold on. I'll look it up. John Daly. How to blow up a pipeline, maybe? Uh, I believe so. Uh, I have the How to Blow Up a Pipeline page. No, uh, blow, uh, Pipeline was directed by Daniel Gold Harbor. What is John Francis Daly and John Goldstein? John Daly, John Goldstein. 
Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, first, first over for that. Yeah, the, the pair who also directed Game Night. Okay, and then Richard Gere Solid comes in. If Zone of Interest counts as 2023, please add that to my picks. And Johnny Glaze on the best directors list. Uh, will do, Richard. Will do. Done and, and done. I think that is... That does it. Yep, I think that is the end of, of our crowd participation for uh, this episode, perhaps ever. Wow. Yeah, we have no other questions to ask in the last two episodes of this season. Nope. Um, because next week, Talk From Society Awards winners. The week after that, the Oscars. The Oscars, um, The Oscars, baby. Uh, we're going to ask you what your favorite Oscar is. Uh, Oscar the Grouch, Oscar <laughs> Isaac. We have fun here. All right, last segment. Get ready. The Gold Derby game. Oscar, I hardly know her. <laughs> Let's get through this. The Gold cause... Derby game? No. Yeah. I... No. Yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> Best director. Let's do that first. Best director. Uh, okay, I have to look up like the nominees. Hold on. Yeah, you look, you, you look up the nominees. I'll explain what it is. Gold Derby game. Every episode, uh, and this will be the last one, because I, I can't imagine we do this next week or the week after. Um, this is it, Gold Derby game. The site, Gold Derby, is where prognosticators, amateurs, losers, they they try to pick uh, uh, the winners of award shows, including the Oscars. Uh, they rank the nominees uh, from most likely to least likely to win. I'm going to ask Siobhan to rank First, the best directors in the category. Uh, let's do five to one. Uh, let's go from least likely to win to most likely to win. Best director, Oscar. Okay. Um, this year. Number five, Justine Triette, Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. Uh, number four, Jonathan Glazer's Zone of Interest. Number three, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Number two, Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things. Number one, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer. Let's see what you did. Let's see what you got here. Let's go with the let's go with the easy one. Number one, Chrissy Knowles, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I got I got that one right. I got that yeah. one right. We all knew that. Yeah, we all knew that one. Yeah. Uh, number two, Yorgos Lanthimos. Another point. Did I get it right? Yeah, another point. Oh, my God. Oh, see, I switched them at the last second. I'm yeah. glad I did it. Uh, number three, according to Gold Derby, Jonathan Glazer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The disrespect for Marty. Yeah. Number. Uh, it continues because number four. <laughs> what? Justine Triette. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and number five, according to Gold Derby, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, look, I didn't think he'd win, but I didn't. He's he's the okay. least likely to win. Uh, Martin Scorsese, the one of the maybe the best of all time, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest director who's ever lived. <laughs> Number five. Uh, okay. Okay. To reiterate, Nolan won according to Gold Derby. Then Yorgos Lanthimos, Jonathan Glazer, Justin Triet, again Scorsese. Number five. What a loser. All right. <sighs> Now, Siobhan, get that best picture category ready. Marcella. <laughs> you don't want to do this? <laughs> this one is total dog shit. I'm, I'm going to get every single one of these wrong. You're not gonna, no, one. you're not going to get every single one wrong. 
That, that's impossible. You're going to get at no, least one. one. You're going to get at least one right. I'm going to get one right, and I think I'm going to get two right. And then I think after that, I have no idea. Um, Whenever you're ready. Okay, num- number 10. Yeah, number 10. American Fiction. Number nine, Past Lives. Number eight, Anatomy of a Fall. Number seven, Maestro. Okay. Number six, The Zone of Interest. Number five, The Holdovers. Okay. Number four, Barbie. Number three, Killers of the Flower Moon. Number two, Poor Things. Number one, Oppenheimer. Your picks are locked in. I guess. Yeah. Let's see how many got right. Let's go through this. Um, let's go the reverse way. Let's go 10 to 1. The order I presented them in. Yes, let's go your way. Number 10, according to Gold Derby, least likely to win the Oscar this year, according to these jerks on this website. Past Lives. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, number 9. Maestro. Okay. Incorrect. Surprising. Number eight. Zone of Interest. Okay. Number seven. American Fiction. Number six. Barbie. I almost had Barbie at six. God damn it. Number five. Killers of the Flower Moon. Number four. Anatomy of a Fall. Just shaking my damn head over here. Number three, Poor Things. <laughs> Number two, The Holdovers? Number two, The Holdovers. What? <laughs> Number one, Oppenheimer. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope, I do not, I really hope Holdovers is not in pole position here. How, how uh, would that ruin your mood if at the end of the night, The Holdovers wins Best Picture? <sighs> God, it's not the worst movie to win Best Picture, but like. It would not make me happy. No, I, okay. I would turn the TV off in in mild disgust. Yeah, uh, just to just to go back uh, uh, your ranking uh, versus uh, Gold Derby. You got one point. You got Oppenheimer. <laughs> I got Oppenheimer. Yeah, uh, I got I'm two in like, Best Director. So yeah, three so points. three three out of fifteen. Out of a possible fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, again. Remember that time you got like 15 in a row, right? I, I, I do. I'm holding on great. to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. Gold Ger- Gold Gerby. God fucking damn it. Gold, gold, gold Gerby. Gold Burby. Goldberg Barbie. All right. That's it. Marcella, did you buy the Barbies that were like these versions of Ken and Barbie? <sighs> no. You know, uh, I, I hope I, you did. I almost bought because uh, uh, AMC, uh, uh, the, the the merchandise site, recently had a sale. I almost bought the Barbie uh, 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 cor- uh, the the Barbie car, a popcorn holder. Oh, but fun. I decided not to. Uh, one because I'm uh, I'm unemployed still, and two, where the fuck am I going to put that thing? <laughs> Just the fucking Barbie car popcorn holder and it doesn't even look like a like a, like it can hold popcorn it's just a barbie car you put your barbie in there and then just popcorn on top anyway I've, yeah I've got, i got a fast s fast x toolbox uh <laughs> popcorn holder it's it's just a toolbox <laughs> <laughs> so you can just say anything's a popcorn holder <laughs> i guess yeah yeah 
Uh, all right, that's the Gold Derby game. Uh, one more thing before we go. We got to pick who's going to win these categories. What's going to win Best Director? What's okay. going to win Best Picture? Our final picks. Siobhan, you go first. Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer. Yep. That's, best, that's Best Director. What about Best Picture? Oppenheimer. Yep. Same with me. It'll be a huge shock if Chris Nolan does not win Best Director. I'll say that. That might be the biggest surprise of the night if he doesn't win Best Director because I think he's primed to do it. It's his turn. Uh, he he checked off all the boxes. He's won all the awards so far. It's his to win. He's going to win it. Uh, best Picture, yeah, Oppenheimer. Same, same thing, but, oh, I mean, that one, like, I'm not as certain about. I mean... There's a very, very, very good chance Oppenheimer will win, but I'm not going to rule out something surprising. Like, if Anatomy of a Fall wins Best Picture, you know, I, I'd be like, okay, sure, right? Or or maybe not Killers of the Flower Moon, because that doesn't seem like, you know, it, to me it seems like the best option. But Academy's not going to pick it. I'll just say Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Nolan, done. We did it. Done. That's it. Siobhan... Another episode done. How do you feel? Uh, just terrible. Um, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm sorry we did this, everybody. Uh, but thanks for listening, I guess. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, hope you got something out of it. God, please. Uh, oh, at, at this point, uh, the voting is done for Talk from Society Awards this year. Um, if you want to participate in the actual picking of the winners... Because uh, the ballot is closed, the nominees are decided, but the winners will be picked in the Discord. Where can people go if they want to go to the Discord, Siobhan? Talkfilmsociety.com slash Discord. Yeah, go there. Uh, when this comes out, March 1st, uh, the following day, the, the second and third are, is when I'm going to... I'm not sure exactly how it's going to happen. This is like going to be like an off-mic discussion. But on Discord, there's going to be a process... And we'll announce the winners next episode for the Talk Film Society Awards Best of 2023. That's it. That's all I got to say. All right. Siobhan, talk to you next time. Yeah. Two more episodes. And that's it. We're done. We, we don't got to talk to each done. other for, for a while. Then then just... We just Thank we, God. <laughs> and then and maybe maybe we'll have another podcast project revival maybe oh yeah tease that out yeah, yeah. Uh, all right that's it now for our signature catchphrase hey see you at the oscars nope i don't say that see you at the movies nope i don't say that either all right 